Colin Kaepernick is obviously joking. This series that he put out is obviously a comedy, and I am here to support his comedy. I didn't even know he was in the comedy. Yeah, y'all can't hear the music. If you can't hear the music, just make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to check out the music. They see me rolling. They hate What is that? Trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. I don't even know. Who was that? Yeah. I think It's Kasabian Kasabian Live What's going on beautiful people I like that applause I, really, I think that's one of the better applauses What's going on beautiful people My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo show Live from Las Vegas this is episode 252, 253. I'll be your host, Xavier, with talent on loan from God. You see, I knew I'd figure out how to get it in there. I'm just proud of myself for being able to work that in, y'all. Nah, I don't know. I have no idea. I think it was the internet that I was avoiding. <sighs> okay, so we have a sports show. And the only reason we have a sports show is because everything has been kind of quiet. And I don't want to talk about the election. I'm going to be honest with you. That whole thing that just went down with this election in Jersey is kind of weird. Just seems a little Trumpish how they find all these votes in the middle of the night all over again. But what do I know, right? We're, we're not here for that. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the baby is back on the road. We'll be talking about Colin Kaepernick's new series on Netflix, which is obviously a rom-com or some type of comedy or joke. Uh, Roly won't be fighting anymore due to some allegations. We'll definitely talk about those allegations and uh, and what else is happening with him. Hopefully that boy comes out clear, but he looks like a little touchy motherfucker. For, oh, shit, not supposed to cuss so early. My bad. Uh, and w- can we just be honest with one another? When are we going to stop with the shit coins? Like, I'm in this weird group that's supposed to be talking about NFTs and shit coins and whatnot, and that's cool. I'm all for it, but I want to learn. Like, I don't want to be around a group of people that are just learning it, um at the most basic level like i need advanced learners like i'm fuck buying nfts i want to make nfts you feel me like i'm not trying to buy shit coins how do we make our own shit coin and maybe make it stable how about we you know that's why i want to talk about nfts and music and different type of investments but again we'll be saving that for friday we won't talk about that in today's episode uh we'll be talking about zillow so the iBuying program and uh zillow is basically coming to an end which is pretty <laughs> Look, I'm not surprised. It's very difficult for companies to do what they do with real estate, and they try to make money off of real estate any way they can. That big crash in 2008 was basically the the first fuck-up when it came to trying to use real estate as an investment on a large scale. It's too emotional. Uh, it's too volatile. It's the same problem that I have with, uh, with the crypto thing, except that with housing and that market, you... <sighs> In my eyes, in my humble opinion, you are better off investing in real estate rather as opposed to investing in like a shit coin that will crash. But the level that Zillow was doing that was definitely not sustainable. And we'll talk about that. So the baby's back on the road. 
If you don't know, the baby was canceled by the LGBTQ for the comments that he made when he was on a Rolling Stout, Rolling Loud stage, and now he's back on the road with Rolling Style, Rolling Loud. Why am I saying Rolling Style? So he's headed back on the road with Rolling Loud, and I have to ask the question: Why does the LGBTQ community get to pick what the baby does and how the baby does it, and how come they're giving him permission? I don't want to hear anybody say anything in Spanish if they don't speak Spanish anymore. Or us, the Spanish, Latino, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Dominican, Cuban. I mean, all the Puerto, all the Spanish folks in America here are canceling you. I, I just don't feel okay by this. I re- this is extortion. This is, what, uh, this is what the mob does to people. You do what we say. You better do what we say, and then we'll let you back out. I don't know how I feel about this one. Oh, but Dave Chappelle's on the hook. What? What, you got traded fucking, like, who are you? I'm sorry, but just because you do something different in your bedroom, which really ain't that different, you just have sex with the same gender or whatever you want to call You just have different type of partners. You're, like, threatening people's livelihoods behind a virtuoso, a real virtuoso fucking issue. Like, y'all have a problem with Dave, and y'all just let the baby back out, but, like, what was the problem with, with Baby anyway? What, what's the real problem with Dave Chappelle? Y'all have yet to really uh, address the problem. There really is no, like, and nobody wants to tell the real fucking issue. Dave is making a very clear point that, unfortunately, because of the color of his skin, he's had to deal with more issues than uh, his, his sexual preference. And corporations will do everything they can to fight for gay rights, but were laughing in his face when he said he wasn't okay with them making fun of all of the issues that he had with, I mean, black society, black culture. Did you not watch his sketch show? Like, the reason why he left Comedy Central is because he said, damn, you know, you motherfuckers laugh a little too hard during these black jokes. You know on YouTube, I could say nigga and nothing happens. I could say spick because I'm Puerto Rican and nothing happens. But anything else and we're done. They'll shut down the whole show. Literally, it'll just stop. All the monetization's out the window. That's Dave Chappelle's point. And until that point gets understood, this conversation doesn't go anywhere. I'm sorry. Equality means what it means. I already demonstrated what equality was. We're not going to do that again. So this gets definitely sketchier and sketchier every little bit that goes on. Because if the baby's now allowed to go back on the road, what do you guys get to pick what the fuck he raps about too? Huh. I don't know. I I find that very, uh, I find it disappointing. Because if you want equality, you figure you would try to do something that was a little bit different and maybe a little more... Uh, open, open-minded to, to, I guess, understanding that people aren't just going to bend over and take it however you want to give it. No pun intended. And like I said, this is a sports podcast. Hey, real fast, if this is your first time here, would you consider subscribing and liking? I know that was a rough conversation that we just had, but definitely something to talk about because it's going on. It really doesn't make any sense. feels like bullying to me. That's what I feel. But make sure you head over to klavo.com, check out the new merch, check out the music, subscribe below, hit the like button, hit the bell. Make sure you guys come and check us out. Y'all, I don't like saying you guys, I like saying y'all, I've always said y'all, and I feel like I always catch myself when, when I'm rushing the intro. What else? Shout out to all the podcast listeners, all millions of y'all. We've had a spike in, in listeners. I don't know what we're doing. Y'all really don't like my face because I can't figure out the YouTube shit, but damn, y'all listen, so I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, what else is happening that I needed to bring? Was it klava.com? Done. Y'all already saw the ads at the beginning. We're doing ad free on YouTube. I just don't want to do the ad thing. 
and I guess I'm procrastinating to even talk about this Colin Kaepernick shit. This guy's a fucking clown. You want to know how I know Colin Kaepernick's a clown? First and foremost, shout out to Ava DuBernay. She's a great director. I think she has a great vision. Unfortunately, she was literally... She had to portray Colin Kaepernick as a fucking slave-traded child in the year 2010, dog. Yo, it blew me away to think that Colin Kaepernick is a year younger than me and he made it seem like life was all of that hey dog you're full of shit you look like you're wearing a fucking wig and just because shorty started braiding your wig doesn't mean that you didn't have a wig on you're a clown i took notes i have notes one why was he wearing a wig two the little boy that was in the movie or in the show is like portrayed as a child who hates his parents or is offended by his parents when these people took you and fostered you how dare you twist your face to the people that raised you that fucking sacrificed their life for you i think that's disrespectful to your family you're a piece of shit for that bro but it's nothing new it shows your fucking character you're a fucking clown you've always been number two you said it in your stupid documentary and not only were you number two but you never did anything to find out how good you were as a person and what you did was create this false and fake fucking narrative to make it seem as if you've been so oppressed hey my boy i'm darker than you certain times of the year stop it my son is darker than you certain times of the year stop it you can show me yo you're the team behind him has done a great job of cleaning up his Googles and cleaning up everything. There's no pictures lighter than me that you can find on Google. Everything you see of him is him outside playing, sunburned like a motherfucker. One. Two. Did he really have this disdain to the people that raised him? Because he looks like he's such a fucking happy son to these two people that went out of their way to take care of him. The way that they portray his parents are like these ignorant white people that have never seen a black person before. Which would make you think this shit was in the 1930s, right? wrong these white folks adopted this motherfucker in the 80s 90s and the 2000s dog what the fuck are we talking about you had the mom asking a black lady what cornrows were what do you mean like yo you was 10 years old 11 years old 12 years old you wanted cornrows you're talking about 1999 2000 2001 and your white mom didn't know what cornrows were come on man miss me with this racist shit y'all y'all gotta stop this shit bro i'm so sick of calling kaepernick that's why nobody's talking about it anybody that saw this shit obviously saw this as fucking fiction i can't stand motherfuckers like this bro i got a homeboy that grew up in a good part of town and just love wanting to be a gangbanger love trying to get into the streets motherfucker got into the streets welcome to the streets dog I say it all the time. I wish I never was was raised in the ghetto. I wish I had grown up in the suburbs and went to college and did all that other type of shit and went down that route. And I can tell you today, college ain't the way for me. So no matter how I would have went, it just would have been a different aspect, right? Instead of me being a drug dealer and a rapper, I probably would have been a Fortune 500 CEO of some type of money a money hedge fund company and i'll be moving crazy bills in the fortune 500 you know yeah i'm a, you see here's the funny thing right as ghetto as i am tattoos and all and all this hood shit i'm still a part of a five uh, excuse me i'm still a part of a fortune 500 company and we do very fucking well for what we do without going to college i did everything online i didn't care for all that college campus bullshit because what you see is shit like this this guy literally grew up in privilege with a fucking silver spoon in his mouth and told us this sad story about how people treated him so different because he was a couple shades darker in the year 2000 my boy get the fuck out of here disrespectfully you are a fucking clown colin kaepernick that show should be canceled it's hot garbage 
The fact that they even let him sit up there with a fucking wig and pretend. Bro, none of that shit was going on in the year 2000. You're full of shit. We were teenagers around the same time and in the same area. You are a fucking liar. Don't tell me you... Bro, shut the fuck up. No, I guarantee you my shit was way worse. And it wasn't the way you made it seem at all. You made it seem like you went to school in the 19 fucking 70s or the 1950s when black kids weren't allowed in school. You really made it seem like you went to school when it said whites only. You made it seem like you were the only black kid in California. This motherfucker acts like he grew up in, in the middle of fucking Kentucky. Or something. I can't even say Kentucky. Bro, I don't even know where the middle of nowhere is where there's white people. What, West Virginia or some shit in the Appalachian Mountains? Bro, you grew up in California. Modesto. There's black people there. Maybe not a lot, but you ain't too far from black people everywhere. So you telling me that your white family that adopted you in the 90s didn't know nothing about black people at all, but they knew enough to adopt you. That's my problem. He's a fucking clown, bro. He's a fucking clown. I'm a waste of time. <sighs> Let's get into today's stories. Today's story is a very unfortunate one that we got to start this way, but let's get into it. Fox News, or Fox 5, excuse me. Former Raiders player Henry Ruggs III was traveling at 156 miles an hour. Well, they said he was doing 127 when he hit her. Yeah, 127. Rear-ended her 127. Uh, he was traveling at 156 miles an hour just 2.5 seconds prior to the fatal crash early Tuesday morning in Las Vegas, according to the prosecutor and the arrest report. Ruggs made his initial court appearance Wednesday morning on multiple felony charges after the fiery crash of the 23-year-old Las Vegas woman and her dog dead. Rest in peace to that young lady. Uh, our hearts go out to her and her family from here, the Xavier Lavo Show and all of us here. Um, we hope you find peace any way you can. Uh, it's very, it sucks when things like this happen. Uh, I don't blame the kid for being a kid. I mean, he was he's young. He's only 22. He's actually... Uh, a young man, and uh, uh, his career is over. There's a lot of people that are going to be affected. He had a child. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be affected in things like this. I remember when teams were coming to Vegas, uh, a lot of the, the rumors were, were that kids couldn't handle Vegas. And that, that's not it. Uh, things happen. Uh, we have to have grace. And I hope that he's able to support his family and move forward and whatever happens. I mean, uh, he's facing jail time. But it, I think they're giving like three years. Yeah. <sighs> Rest in peace to the victim. You know, it's very, very sad to lose your life unexpectedly. I think it's one of my biggest fears, just not being able to do enough and getting closer and closer to uh, the end of the year. It's definitely something that that uh, that hurts. So rest in peace to that young lady and her dog. The other story today uh, coming from uh, boxing is uh, Roly Rolando. He's from Vegas as well. The story's from TMZ. And let me turn on the stupid screen. So Ro Rolando Romero has been pulled from the fight with Javante Davis after being accused of sexual assault. But the boxing star is adamant that allegations are totally false. That's what he quoted. And he's vowing to clear his name. The undefeated 14-0, 26-year-old boxer, excuse me, boxing star was scheduled to fight Tank, also undefeated December 15th in Los Angeles, but was replaced on Monday just after several women allegated the fighter sexually assaulted them. Why was that written that way? I apologize. So, Roley, if you don't know Roley, young dude, seems to be a Floyd favorite, and now he's fighting, well, he was fighting another Floyd favorite, and it seems that a couple women have came out and spoken uh, against him about sexual assault. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, point blank, period. Just stop. Just fucking stop. 
Stop. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I've been married so long. So sometimes these conversations I hear these younger podcasters talking about, even older podcasters are just single and like they're out there in the world. Like, what's the point? There's you are in a, a position of power when you are famous per se right so like the idea that you have to force yourself on a woman is not only pathetic but it's just like you you don't have a daddy it's obvious you don't have a daddy this is the shit that i talk about all the time when you don't have a daddy you do dumb ass shit like this keep your hands to yourself you little touchy-feely motherfuckers trust me there's five million women out there there's a woman for every dude there may be a dude for that dude but it's point blank period yo if it's no it's no walk away dog like th- What's the pur- purpose of you forcing yourself on somebody that don't like you? Like, how do you even entertain? Like, how do you get off on that? Like, that's gross. Like, I think I get off on, like, you liking me. What the fuck? Like, I'm not trying to fuck somebody that doesn't like me. Or it's like, oh, my God, no. Unless we're, like, role playing or something. But that's different. All I'm saying is, like, this dude is literally going out of his way to us. From what I had read, it's a few of them. And the assault, they all sound the same. He has a thing. Just keep your hands to yourself, my boy. I mean, you little touchy-feely motherfuckers need to get slapped around some. You need a big uncle to come grab your ass by the ear. Cut that shit out, man. Find you a girl and settle down. And if you can't find you a girl and settle down, then be nice. Just be nice. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. And then, uh, you know, don't, you know, keep that dick in your pants, homie. No homo. Pause. What else? <laughs> I mean, it's just gross. It's gross. It never, uh, it never makes any sense to me when I hear stuff like that. Because for whatever reason... People always think that uh, these stars are just like literally gonna skate and 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 do like like you know that's not true either because that's how it looks. It would look like yeah he's gonna get away with it, but I mean in in all reality they do get abused too because people like to try to take them. Ah oh, man, it gets touchy. You a nasty nasty boy. Let's hopefully uh, hopefully they take care of that. Uh, the shit coin of the day. So I'm in this group. And we're all talking about investments and we're trying to help each other out. But I've noticed that they're very novice and I'm not a day trader by no means. When I say that I invest, I've been investing for a long time, but very, very small knowledge of investing. I don't believe in investing until you are secured financially, meaning you have six months worth of cash or liquidity where you're able to pull that money and pay rent and bills immediately. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I suggest that you have credit cards one to two to three why because you need credit uh i'm a dave ramsey baby and dave ramsey says you shouldn't have credit cards but dave ramsey also has a target audience of 150 plus a year that you know people that would make 150 to 120 a year so this ain't this isn't for them this is for us who are regular folk at this moment i'm regular folk all right don't judge me so uh before y'all start investing before you start throwing your money into bitcoin and crypto this and crypto that stop you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Focus on what you have in front of you. I suggest you invest in real estate because you live in a home. If you're paying rent and you don't own a house, you are moving backwards. Do you want to make money? Do you want to live a better life? Do you want to get the fuck off that couch? You want to go to school? Psych. But listen, get into real estate. It's a little bit easier to navigate, especially because you live there and you're almost trained to pay that monthly payment anyway. So why not? When it comes to investing, it's very emotional. Uh, it's very unstable, especially in a market like this. Like, there's really no guarantee. I know people that are dumping twenty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a week religiously, and they might be losing it just on the hopes that it's going to turn around. Right? This happens when it comes to investing. That's just how it works. You put in your bucks and you hope the shit works. Investing is that you have faith in a company that needs funds so they can grow and either bring a better product to market or create a better product and replace a, a product that they already have. 
we invest in so many things every day we don't even realize it. So when it comes to shit coins abusing their users, like this one, this this is a great coin right here. Just let this one sink in. Did we even get the news on it? Yeah, we got it right here. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, we sure didn't. Oh, there it is. Yeah, we did. Mm -mm -mm. My bad. I'm still getting used to this damn screen. Last week, an unknown, unknown developer launched a crypto token inspired by the widely popular Netflix show. <sighs> Y'all really going to describe it? About a deadly game in which players risk their lives to dig themselves out of extreme financial debt called Squid. The digital currency began trading on the PancakeSwap platform on October 26th at a penny per token. Just a penny. Think about that. You put in 200 bucks, just a couple pennies per token. According to the crypto price website, CoinMarketCap, the price grew to $2,861 by Monday. According to CoinMarketCap data, this is where they fuck y'all. Not long after SquidCoin hit the market, CoinMarketCap issued a warning to investors that something was amiss. Someone had dismantled the SquidCoin website and promoters of the cryptocurrency could no longer be reached. CoinMarketCap said, we've received multiple reports that the website and socials are no longer functioning and the users are not able to sell the token and pancake swap. CoinMarketCap said, on the website, there is a growing, there is growing evidence that this project has been rugged. Is it rigged or rugged? Rigged? Please do your own due diligence and exercise extreme caution. The fact that they're telling you to fuck off is beautiful. There, yeah, so a shit coin came through wiped everybody out and then slid nothing new there's no point in investing there's no point in investing early on make sure you have six months worth of liquidity make sure you have at least two credit cards that you're making payments on 700 credit score uh bills up to date and then start investing and then when you invest you got to invest smart so sit down with someone that can help you. Make sure you have a CPA at that moment, too, so that you understand your taxes and what you're investing and how you pay. Because capital gains, shit, what do you think happens when you make $56,000 off of Bitcoin and you got to pay taxes on that? There's a capital gains tax. There's a, there's a state tax, federal tax. There's a lot of tax that you're going to have to deal with and go through that, honestly, there's really no point in you wasting money until you know what the fuck is going on. And the only reason why I say get into real estate it's because of shit like this imagine you dump in ten thousand dollars and it's gone by monday it only lasted a weekend lasted a weekend and, and you thought you had half a million dollars half you know two or three million dollars getting real estate and because of the metaverse nfts are going to be crazier than ever i'm telling you make them stop bullshitting and buying them but we're going to talk about all this shit on monday save your money Put it into a house. That way you have some type of reserve. You have some type of ownership. You own land. You can you have something physical to touch. The shitcoin epidemic will not stop. Or that pandemic will not stop. And it will continue. So my biggest competition in real estate, besides all these handsome realtors and uh uh um I'm just gonna leave it at that. Because I can't even think of the proper word. It's just realtor. There's no other word for it. Uh, Zillow. Zillow is a realtor's biggest competition and our biggest friend because they can definitely tell us what's going on in the market, especially after what they did recently when they started their iBuyer program. If you don't know what the iBuyer program is, it's basically digital home selling. You walk around your house, you film the house, you take a couple pictures, nobody comes in, it's not even invasive. You basically send in all the information and somebody behind the computer puts in all the information and says, hey, based on the pictures that you sent and your neighborhood, we can offer you maybe 15% under value. So let's say your home is worth 400. They might come to you and be like, hey, listen, we can offer you 380 right now cash to get you to move out. 
And that might cover your debt or whatever and put money in your pocket. Now, some people may not want to do it that way. Some people may want to sell their house at full price. So the iBuyer uh, network wouldn't be something they would want to use because that upfront money is always going to come at a cost. You see, you're going to get less to get it quicker. It works great when it works great. The thing about these types of buys, excuse me, they they spend a lot of money. Buying a house isn't cheap. You're talking about a quarter million dollars per house. Four houses put you at a million bucks. Like any agent that sells five houses a year is a multi-million dollar agent. That's just that simple. Like I became a multi-million dollar agent in two sales here in Vegas alone because they were both over four hundred. First was four fifty, the next one was like six seventy-five. Like that, baby. Sold out of here. With a system like this, what Zillow's trying to do, and all iBuyers, what they're trying to do is go into a neighborhood, find a house that is willing to leave because they're having some type of crisis or they're just in some type of pinch. They need to get the fuck out and need to put money in their pocket. Zillow has bought in too many homes. The market only, or this uh, business plan only works well in a down market, not an up market. So now they've essentially spent too much money on houses in a booming market and they can't get rid of them because they can't even make a decent profit. They've already spent too much and prices are starting to come down. See, last month I was dealing with one of my listings where we came across the great cut. What's been going on across the country is that there's been like a 10% price cut on all homes that are for sale. Like if you go right now on MLS, all you see is a bunch of arrows down because everybody is cutting their prices. Nobody can afford the prices that came from people leaving California, people leaving New York. Just the whole country kind of rearranged with people that have more money than the people that live in those cities. Vegas always gets affected by shit like this because of California. So Zillow's definitely heavily, heavily influenced in this town and a lot of iBuyers. Uh, Blackstone has bought a shit ton of properties. There's a lot of investors that have come in and bought properties in uh, big bundles with two, 300 properties. And then they, they break them all down and they turn them into investments. And you basically make money off of these. It's so complicated to get into, but that's how it works. They, they buy a bunch at a time and then they make a profit by saying, okay, if we buy 10 houses, we can turn 10K from each one. So 10 houses for us would be $100,000 in profit or more. It just depends on how the market turns. Right now, the market is so up. Yeah, it's coming down, but it's going to come down to regular pricing. And I really don't even know what that means anymore because people stop working. So with inflation happening, interest rates are dropping again. Interest rates were going up and then they dropped because people just stopped buying. 30% of refis have stopped. Like the whole system is slowing the fuck down. It's going to come to a head. And we're, this is definitely a big sign of what that is. So the story comes from NPR. Uh, the real estate company Zillow announced it's throwing in a towel on a program in which it brought, bought, renovated, and resold houses itself. Again, great idea. And when you're that big, you can buy all the fucking houses in the world, but that'll put you in an extreme, extreme amount of debt. The iBuying or instant buying service called Zillow Offers has recently been bogged down by a backlog of renovations and closings caused by labor supply shortages in the U.S. housing market. I mean, a lot of people are dealing with this. Home buyers, home builders, flippers. When things get too expensive, flippers aren't flipping, houses aren't moving. People can't necessarily buy a house and put the time in to flip it themselves when they're living in it. So they want to buy turnkey. So flippers are a necessary evil in this whole game, even though some people don't. I'm offended by flippers in California because I think California is one of the worst markets for flipping because they don't do shit to the houses. They put band-aids over pig shit and they call it good. The company disclosed Tuesday that it lost about $304 million. See what I'm saying? A lot of money. In the third quarter from the program, after purchasing homes at a higher price than now, than it now expects to sell them. It bought 9,680 homes 
do the math. Nine thousand houses. Let's just say nine flat at three hundred thousand a pop. Do the math on that. What's that? Twenty-seven million dollars. That's at three hundred. Let's say the two hundred a pop is still eighteen million dollars. And that's nine. 9,680 homes in the third quarter, but only sold 3,032 homes, the company told investors. We determined, we've determined the unpredictability in forecasting home prices far exceeds what we anticipated, and continuing to scale Zillow offers would result in too much earning and balance sheet volatility. Well, what they're basically saying is that because prices keep going up and they're buying houses more expensive as the market turns, then they're going to have to take a loss. Well, their loss is going to be a lot bigger than regular people's losses. Like a $300 million loss is going to affect a lot more people than a flipper or you and I buying a home and losing $5,000, right? It's the same equivalent. The numbers aren't really too far off. These types of losses happen all the time, but because they're so big, you see, this is what I was saying, like the whole having to be emboldened to the investors like how long is that bullshit supposed to go on because shit like this like people are going to be fired because of this we'll continue the closure means that the company will cut 25 percent of its workforce more than 6,400 employees zillow said the program which barton said served only a small portion of the company's customers is expected to wind down over several quarters so they're going to have to slow roll the shit out of it and basically not buy any more properties. Zillow announced late last month that it's hitting the pause on purchasing any new homes through its iBuy program until the end of the year, citing the unpredictability of the housing market. Now, that's not necessarily so. As of today, they said they're going to stop buying, period. They, they're just going to shut down the whole service. They're not doing that, and it might come back. When it does come back, it'll be very lucrative for them because the market will change. So... Be careful with shit coins. Be careful with iBuyers. I mean, they're still a good fucking service. If you need the money, the money's there. It's not bullshit. It's just you're not going to get like top, top dollar for your home, but you'll put something in your pocket if you do it right. Make sure you're not in foreclosure. Make sure your credit is strong and, you know, make sure that you're ready. Be ready. Sit with your realtor and be ready. All right, y'all. That's it for today. My name is Xavier. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Wow.